What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 119 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. This is Movie Toaster Adam here. Uh, this week, Dennis, unfortunately, is a bit under the weather and not able to record the episode. And he offered to do an episode, but I'm like, dude, don't fucking kill your voice. Uh, we got some back catalog stuff from 2020. Uh, so we're going to unleash something from the vault. Uh, this is a never heard episode, never released. Uh, like I said, back from the beginning of the pandemic, as you can tell, all these movies we've reviewed are from Disney Plus, so this is right when Disney Plus came out, I think. Uh, it's a, uh, sweet, sincere episode. Yeah, we have old, uh, old, uh, Toasters on here. We got, uh, Toasters Corey and Toasters Tommy. They're back in the mix for this episode, and, uh, Dennis is here, of course. Uh, and the audio's a little bit off, uh, there's gonna be little gaps where it might sound like, oh shit, did the audio stop? Nope, they're just glitches. This is a totally unedited, uh, thing, we're pretty much just adding in some intro music and some outro music, and I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Alright, thanks for listening, next week we'll be back to our regular episode, it's probably gonna be a fun big one. Alright guys, gals, thanks for listening, we'll check you out in episode 220. Peace! You're on, Corey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Toast Podcast. I'm here with my Power Ranger crew, <laughs> Green Ranger Tommy. Yo! Black Ranger Dennis. All right. And Pink Ranger Adam. It's <laughs> morphin' time, motherfuckers. Why'd you give him the hottest? Because I got the sexy body. Hottest one. Everyone yeah, knows it. <laughs> What color are you? Are you yeah. the, um, the White Ranger? The guy that comes in later and he takes... No, Tommy's place. green. He just hasn't turned yet. Oh, that's He's still true. evil. Yeah. Oh! He's still evil. Oh, <laughs> boy. Well, he gets introduced that way. Um, anyway, this is our weekly reviews episode. Tommy, why don't you start us off with a spoiler-filled conversation about what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the movie that I watched... Uh, that I want to talk about is it came out in 1995 and it's on Disney Plus for those of you that have Disney Plus. Uh, I'm talking about the movie called Heavyweights. And <laughs> it's a, a camp called Camp Hope that Adam and I would have definitely benefited from attending uh, as kids. Um, I don't kids. know if you missed it. I'm sorry. I, I have the sexiest body in the group. Did you, did you miss that part of the conversation? <laughs> It still would have been great to go to. Yeah. Uh, so this is the, uh, the uh, oh man, just totally brain farted. Plump kids are lured into joining a posh fat camp <laughs> with the promise of quick weight loss what? and good times, only to find that the facility is a woodland hellhole run by a psycho ex-fitness instructor. That is IMDb's synopsis well, of this movie. <laughs> I, I may not entirely agree with what IMDb chooses to describe that film but yeah anyway sure, i guess yeah so this we 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 follow this one kid uh his name is uh where is it why can't i see it nicholas right no i mean you're the one that watched yep. it no yep. jerry jerry garner played by aaron schwartz and he's at school you see the bell ring and it's about to be summer and his parents are like hey guess what you're going to camp and he's like no, 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 I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, hang out. And he's had his whole summer plan. And they're like, no, you're going to this camp. So they show a, like a video of what the camp's going to look like. And he stops him immediately. He's like, 
you're going to send me to fat camp. (laughs) But the the video's great. It shows like the, this thing they call the blob. It's one of those air, uh, where you lay on one side. Yeah. And you jump onto the other side and launch them in the air. They got go karts, and it just looks like a lot of fun. He shows up and it turns out that the owners, uh, uh, Ben Stiller's parents, uh, Jerry Stiller. And I forgot her name. Uh, they go into um, bankruptcy. They have to file bankruptcy, so they are no longer the owners of the camp, and they're sold to uh, Ben Stiller, who's uh, this like he basically whatever his role was in Dodgeball is White uh, Goodman. Yeah, that's his, this character. Uh, why are you guys laughing? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Dennis laid like down, and it looks like he's like in a in a coffin to me. <laughs> I, I just sat back. I apologize. Like, Sorry. Back, no, it's it okay. Like yeah, take it back, Tommy. Take it back. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, we'll get it. Is he so, one of Ben Stiller's best roles? I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's yes. this fitness guru guy. That's he's uh, trying to show everybody. He's trying to make an infomercial essentially, and he's using this camp as a way to do it. Would you say and... he's trying to turn those Frankenstein's into Frankenfines? <laughs> oh, yes. So. What the fuck? That's the opening of uh, Dodgeball, Global Gym America commercial. Right, right. Oh, okay. And so uh, then, but we start to see like slowly, or actually pretty, it was pretty quick that he's, it's not going to be a fun summer. He's really uh, uh, tough on the kids and he doesn't care about them. He just cares about making money and making this infomercial. And so the kids turn on him. And it, uh, yeah, the rest of the movie ensues. It's great. It's a really good movie. Uh, this is the first time I actually saw it all the way through. Um, and seeing it a lot older gave new perspective to the movie, like I said. <laughs> what were the new perspectives that you saw this time around? Oh, uh, just, you know, like the, uh, af- having worked at a camp out in New York back in 2014, seeing from the adult side of it, the adult, counselors and the that guy uh that was the bus driver in the beginning what's his name uh pat finley played by tom mcgowan uh it's just it was really interesting seeing how you know how their roles were impacted by the change of ownership and how they had to uh they they ended up helping out the the old counselors ended up helping out the kids come in one of that, that guy was hilarious <laughs> wait wait sorry sorry can, can, can we get that from the old counselors i lost you yeah the old counselors ended up helping out the kids because they didn't like the new owner and the new counselors that came in with ben stiller's character like one of them was from like germany or austria or something like that he was hilarious uh and then he ended up changing teams and and siding with the kids to but after they tie him to a tree and like yeah. put honey all over him <laughs> yeah exactly they're like whose side are you on he's like of course i'm with you <laughs> but yeah the best movie. line in that movie is when they wake up and he's like what do we learn don't put twinkies on your pizza <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> iconic line it's stuck with me for 25 years oh, have you great. have you ever put oh. twinkies on your pizza uh, no, I'm not a Twinkies guy. I'm more of a what are the Hostess cupcakes with like the swirly across I think the top? They're cupcakes. Just cupcakes. They're, they're just called, called cupcakes. cupcakes. They don't have a yeah. fancy name. No. No, I'm no. more of a those things kind of guy. 
Yeah, those were really good on pizza, I bet. Apparently, there was a deleted scene that Disney decided to cut, and it was at the very end when uh, uh, what's his name, Ben Stiller's character is uh, he frees himself from being locked up, and he meets all the parents in the gym or whatever, and you see him do that cartwheel, and he he falls into the wall in the back, and then that's the end of it. Yeah. Well, the, there was a bow and arrow on the wall, and apparently he got up, grabbed the bow and arrow, and shot an arrow at uh jerry jerry's dad <clears throat> yeah and they i guess disney decided now that we, we can't have that in there that that we're gonna take that out of there <laughs> the movie's already fucking insane we can't yeah. we can't yeah. possibly yeah. have this now they wire a car battery to a fence and electrocute but still <laughs> yes. like what that His movie is amazing totally would have stopped oh, great like yeah. so many times so tommy on a scale, I know it's on, on streaming. Uh, red light to green light. Green light, go watch this when you get a chance. Yellow light, eh, if you want to check it out. Or red, don't even. What do, what do you say? I would say, if you, even if you haven't ever seen the movie, or even if you have seen it and it's been a long time, go see the movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's free. Green light. Go see it. Nice. Yeah. Or if you're awesome. like me and it's been a very, very long time and you just haven't, you don't remember the full movie. Go see it. I used to watch this all the time, and I watched this in the big green and and all yeah. these other crazy yeah. movies, classics. Yeah, I wish the big um, green was on Disney Plus. I would watch that. I don't even know if that was a Disney movie. It was just in know. line with all these like, well, little I giants, know, like little giants, giants movies. Right. Yeah, little, if little giants, giants was on Disney Plus, I would be watch. I would have watched that immediately yeah. after Heavyweights. D two Mighty Ducks. Hell yeah! You know. Oh yeah, the Mighty Ducks trilogy. There's four of them, but I don't count the fourth one. In Would there. you lump the Sandlot in with those as well? I'd say so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just all these, like, I don't know, 90s kids movies that were great. I don't know and hell yeah. sports, why they were good. 90s kids sports movies. <laughs> yeah. Very Back odd. Back when kids could say damn and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when, when a 13-year-old th- kid can make out with a 36-year-old <laughs> FBI slash banker. <laughs> Things were better back then. <laughs> Kids are little pussies nowadays. <laughs> now if they're imagine... making out FBI bankers, they go to prison. I like just imagine one of the producers, one of the producers yeah. was like, wait, you want him to do what in the script? And they're like, oh, yeah, they, he's going to make out with the, the FBI agent. And the producer's like, no, 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 he's 13. We can't do that. And they're like, but he's going to be fulfilling every kid's fantasy that's watching this movie we gotta have them do it and the and the yeah. producer's like let me check with uh <laughs> let me check with hr on there uh whatever did <laughs> a bump of coke in the bathroom came back it's good all right we're good let's yeah. do it <laughs> all right the, that's it for uh, me this um the one thing one thing about disney saying he couldn't shoot a bow and arrow it's like but they were okay with repeatedly having the kids say skinny wieners throughout the entire movie <laughs> they weren't talking like, about hot dogs no no oh. they were no well anyway. it's back camp so i thought they were hungry yeah but they've eaten cheeseburgers right. at a tree stumps so <laughs> anyway uh moving on dead air gotta fill it let's find out who watched yeah, something yeah. Dennis, I just watched a movie. It's, um, this is also coming from Disney Plus called Frank and Ollie. It is a Ooh. documentary from 1995 about two Disney animators who got their 
started production on the first sorry, animated could, Disney could, film. Could I have you go back? Sorry, I lost you after the title, kind of. Okay. No, that's fine. I, I, I might go back a step further just to make sure. Um, so I just watched a Disney Plus available feature called Frank and Ollie. It is a documentary from 1995 about uh, two Disney animators who got their jobs right before Walt Disney went into production for their first animated feature, Snow White. And they worked on, I think it was 23 films. Um, some of the, some like the biggest movements in um, Disney animated history they got to be a part of. And uh, it was, it was really cool. Um, it's interesting learning just the, these two guys, clearly best friends have this incredible workflow. They've figured out how to communicate these ideas very complex ideas in an entirely visual format and <clears throat> excuse me this is a period of time when animation was a lot more heavily involved in that they were still deciding they were making a lot of decisions on their own like they were still trying to steer the story move plot forward they're still trying to relay a lot of emotion and stuff um, without a director breathing over their shoulder you know the studio owner is the only one that's really going to have final say and he had so much trust in his main core of animators that it was up to them just to figure out how to do it. And it was, it was really cool. A lot of them um, acting for each other. They, they were reading the lines, doing the poses to, and that is what we actually see in a lot of these features is they are almost every character. <laughs> um, it, but it, it was, it was really cool. Uh, now is this actual like footage that they shot back then that we're seeing or are they recreating it or both? It's your, there's, they're, they were current interviews uh, filmed for the wow. 1995 feature. Um, these two guys are next door neighbors. Their wives have, uh, the four of them have all been friends, like since fucking the Great Depression. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's, um, they've, they lived very interesting lives. They've been able to fill out, they, like that ultimate childlike wonder that some people seem to have they have made a career out of it and they have been able to live off of it. And it's incredible to see that you can, you know, you can accomplish some very amazing things with the right amount of drive and right perspective. I got a, did a lot of, uh, oh. I was going to say, they did a lot of animations. Those two guys. Yeah. yeah. 101 Dalmatians, Jungle Book. Snow White. There's great footage of them like sitting with some of the live animals as they're trying to get inspiration <laughs> for how to draw some of them. Like when he was when they were working on uh, 101 Dalmatians, there's a great promo photo of one of them holding like a leash of like eight Dalmatians all sitting, you know, oh. laying on the floor <laughs> next to him. And you can, nice. there's like this intensity that he's really trying to understand the the movements and where where are the proper things that you should be putting. Um, and like the two of them really played well off of each other in that the strengths of one were the weaknesses of the other in a lot of cases where one of them could get a lot of body movement and the limb proportion and could do all of these things with what seemed like to the other animators even very little thought. They just knew what he needed to see and would throw it on the page. The other one was a little more calculated and he could do so many subtle things to the face that would give so much expression. And it was amazing to see that like these two guys were like the guys you would go to when you needed complex emotion. If you had very heavy scenes, like uh, there were one of their examples in the documentary was from the jungle book when Mowgli is getting told he has to go back to the 
human village, the main village. And it's all of the things that uh, Baloo does just in his buildup. Cause he, he hates that he has to tell him this. He knows it's right, but they're relaying all of this information and body language and facial expression. And they're doing all of it. There's no actor. The script isn't exactly what we'd formally be used to. And a lot of it's just sketches and ideas that they've had in meetings and them just figuring it out on the day of this is, you know, does this look right? And they would have to start fleshing out some of these pages before they'd finally say, Oh no, 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 that's not it. We got to take it back or compare notes and what have you. But I got a question. Very, yeah. I, so I'm assuming they got to work with Walt Disney on a lot of those movies. Do they? They talk were like about, on a first name basis with him. Do, so they do talk about working with him in this, or is is yeah. that not yep. a focus? That's okay. that's back at the beginning. Their positions fast. They were a part of when Walt Disney passed. They were a part of the what was called as the nine old men, which were the nine animators that were trusted with maintaining the original Walt oh, Disney wow. vision. Like they used to work so closely with him that as when the animated features were the bulk of what they were producing, that Walt would be right there. Like he, he would be giving immediate feedback, but oh, as they started expanding, going to television, um, opening the parks, he started paying more attention to the expanded brand. Well, they started to fall on them to maintain that same look, same style. Not necessarily look, but you know what I mean? That Yeah. The heartbeat of what a Disney animated film was. Now, did they show like any like moments of stress or where these guys were pushed to the brink and how they like might have overcome it or I mean in a Disney context, like there's they, <laughs> they touch on moments where we're just like, Oh yeah, we've disagreed with each other and it's like yeah, you know, there would be times we'd get mad at one another, but they something about their chemistry, they clearly would never let that stop their workflow. You know, they'd always just keep pushing and, you know, try to try to better the situation. I'm going to have to watch this movie. It's a solid movie. It's quick 90 minutes. If we said, okay, so like we all hear like movies, working (laughs) on them, watching them, la-di-da. Someone who has no interest in Disney and no interest in making movies, what do you think? Do you think they'd still find it enjoyable? Maybe yes, I, I would say this uh, This is even more targeted for those people because um, you get a little bit more of the taste of a slice of life of what these guys are like because you're, you're watching them tell stories but then I'd say over half the documentary is actually shot in their pr- private homes and they're like they film these cute moments of them going next door to each other's houses like they're you know working in the office and whatever they, they're getting <sighs> Uh, it sounds like that they're building up towards going to some type of event or something together and they're like packing their suitcases and their wives are t- it, it's just these sweet moments of you can tell there is decades it's obvious that over half a century of time has been spent around each other and these guys mm-hmm. are these guys are a hundred percent about what they're you know what they're talking about um very i yeah it's it's for that audience i think it, being more, in, you know, being more into the industry, having some of that familiarity, it's rewarding for your perspective too, because seeing how different move, you know, this, especially that style of movie was made back then versus how you would make an animated film now, not just in execution and technology, but just the working order of things was wildly different. Yeah. So if you liked yeah. that documentary, 
I have one. Just I'm not going to talk about it very much, but I suggest if you haven't already seen it, it's called The Boys. It's the Sherman Brothers story. It came out in 2009 documentary about Robert B. and Richard M. Sherman, a.k.a. the Sherman Brothers. They did music for Disney. They right? did all the music for Disney, yeah. Okay, That's cool. a phenomenal documentary, and it, talking about nostalgia, uh, nostalgic feelings. Like it just, they talk about all the, and they sit there on the piano and they're playing like songs that they came up with. And they talk about how they came up with the tunes. Some of the most iconic songs that we've grew up listening to. Really cool documentary. Nice. So Frank and Ollie and the boys. Now Frank and Ollie, is that a uh, green light Uh, or yellow light? Would you say? Green light. Uh, Frank and Ollie is a green light for me. um, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. It's it's well executed, (laughs) well paced. Um, the the shots are interesting i really enjoy the story i feel like again not not even having the interest in the filmmaking side of it it can still tell an interesting story because these are very interesting and unique people so yeah cool all right i think we should probably start up another one for the last two reviews no just go ahead and tell us what yours is I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I don't have a movie to talk about right now. <laughs> All right. I'll jam it in. Yeah. You got it. Right. Jam got it time. in there, Adam. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do like a segue of Adam? What did you see? Oh, yeah. Adam, what did you see this weekend? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny that you ask me. I also watched a movie uh, like these fellas did. Uh, I watched a movie about three bachelors, three guys who are living life to the fullest. They're fucking getting down with ladies left and right. The opening of this movie is a montage, literally a five-minute montage of women coming in and out of their apartment. They all live together because who doesn't live with their best friends? And literally (laughs) one girl would come in, one girl would come out, these guys would kiss one girl, another girl would get on an elevator and come up to see them. It was bonkers. And uh, they get messed up with some uh, heroin dealers and, oh yeah, there's a mix. I watched Three Men and a Baby. Yes. Oh, oh man. my God. I was waiting. I was like, it sounds like Three Men. You had me baby. on the edge of my seat. I was like, is this Three Men and a Baby? As soon as he said uh, heroin, I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Because we, we uh, as if, if you guys are listening, hopefully you heard our last news uh, episode. We talked, or recently in a news episode, we talked about rebooting Three Men and a Baby. And I'm like, I haven't seen it in a long time. I forgot everything. But this movie is bonkers, man. Like, <laughs> these guys are fucking everyone and everything i don't know what is going on and like there's a montage and like it's souped up and like it's literally moving so fast and yet there's so much happening oh boy uh oh god i don't even know where to begin first off 1980s lots of cocaine (laughs) oh and it shows and it it drove me bonkers because i'm like all right selick dancing they're close in age but fucking Gutenberg, he's like 13 years younger than him. And I'm like, how are these three guys best friends? And they're all super successful. Selick is an architect of great fame. Uh, Danton is an actor. He's pretty much known for commercials, but he does like movies in other countries. And uh, the Gute, he's a uh, famous cartoonist. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, so pretty much uh, after Ted Danson leaves to go shoot a movie in, I forget what, what country. Uh, turkey. His, yeah, Turkey, yeah. His best friend or some guy that shoots – a director that he worked with at – there's a party. A, I don't know what type of party it is. There's just a big party. And uh, 
Ted Danson's friends like, hey, I'm supposed to get a package or I'm going to be out of town shooting a commercial in San Francisco. Could they reroute that package over to your house tomorrow? And uh, you just keep it for a few days and some guys will come pick it up in like a day or two. And he's like, yeah, sure thing. And they go on with the party. Danson leaves, uh, calls up, leaves a message on the phone saying, hey, there's going to be a delivery for you guys. Just take it. Leave it by the leave it somewhere. Some guys are going to pick it up. They're like, all right, cool, cool. It's all good. And uh, then they find a baby at their door. And they're like, this is a fucking package? We don't got to worry about this? What? What the fuck is going on with Dance, Ted Danson? And uh, they hate it because they're bachelors, man. They can't fuck. They can't sling come around with this baby all around their shit. <laughs> it's insane. And uh, But then slowly they're like, oh, man. Wow. We, we know how to raise this baby now. It's, it's cute. It's adorable. And I'm like, why is this three men and a baby? It's two men and a baby. And then... These two sketchy guys are like, hey, we're here for the package. And they're like, all right, here you go. They hand the uh, little basket the baby's in. And they're like, a baby. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, wait. There's some uh, some dry milk. She needs to eat it. She needs to drink it. Here you go. And they're like, dried milk. Huh? That's what you're calling it these days. And, yeah, it's just some wacky circumstances happen. <laughs> Dancing comes back to town. Uh, they really wrap up this whole uh, heroin business really, really quick. And then... It's just montage of raising the baby, and they're loving it. I don't want to spoil the movie from 30 years ago, but <laughs> the, mom the mom shows back up. It was just one day. She left a note just saying, oh, it's Ted Danson's son, uh, daughter. I can't raise it. I'm leaving it with you guys. And so they raise it. They love it, like I just said. And the mom comes back. She's like, I missed my baby. Oh, my God. She's changed so much. I can't believe I missed my baby so much. It's like, you can't believe that you missed a fucking baby that you gave birth to? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot out of your... Come on. What, what's wrong with you, lady? She's like, I, I like that this lady is an old Italian lady now. Oh, yeah. And she's not. She's, she's a French, young, young French woman. She's like, you know, I, I feel like it's unfair. I'm always... She's an actress. I'm always... Uh, going to auditions or working and I, I don't have time for Mary. I think the baby's name was Mary. Yeah. Mary. Uh, my, uh, my parents and my family, they're going to help me out. I'm going to move home with her. And they're like, you're taking her to France. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're taking her. And they're like, all right, bye. Then they have the classic, we got to go get Mary back. And they go to the airport, they're running, but they get stuck at security and wacky things happen. And then the airplane takes off right in front of them. And it's sad, but they show back up at the house. And there she is on the ground. She's like, I, I couldn't do it. And they're like, well, you don't move in with us. And they're like, we don't have any room. She's like, you guys don't have any room for me. And uh, Selleck's like, I'm an architect. I'll build you a room. And then there's a cute bookend. In the beginning, we got uh, the goot drawing a picture of the three men. But then they add the woman and then the baby. And oh, oh, oh boy. I loved every minute of this movie, guys. And I want to know how. I gotta, what did you watch it on? Disney Plus. This is a Disney Plus episode, guys. It's a Touchstone oh. production. Yeah. So yeah, I say watch big green light, guys. And yeah, and there was a joke last episode that we talked about this. Uh, Tommy mentioned, oh, I bet it should be Sandler, Kevin James, and Josh. Josh yeah. I'm like, I would watch the. I was trying to picture, it, and I'm like, I would watch it. But I yeah. don't. I don't think that a reboot would do justice because, like, you can't do this crazy no. stuff. But and you don't I have Leonard Nimoy it. to direct it. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they do, and I, I'm not going to lie. I'm really looking oh. forward to watching Three Men and a Little Lady. I want to know what happens to the mother, uh, but so, yeah. Speaking of Leonard Nimoy, I just read this on the trivia. He looked at videotape footage of 200 
sets of twin girls for the part of Mary, and they wanted twins so that they could use uh, alternate when they're acting. Yeah, uh, babies can't film for a sixteen-hour day. Hence, the Olsen twins. Hundred. Yeah, before you deciding get on right. Lisa and Michelle Blair, four sets of twins were seen in person before the final choice was made. So they chose four sets out of 200 to see in person and then decided what was... You know what I saw in the trivia, Tommy? That'll blow your socks (laughs) off? (laughs) I probably saw saw it too. I've been reading it the whole time Adam was talking. Fucking Paul Hogan turned down the role. (laughs) Turned down the role of Peter. He turned down the role of Peter. Yeah. Now that's a baby. (laughs) Uh, Tom uh, Hanks, Michael Keaton, John Travolta, and Bruce Willis were considered for... Uh, the role that went to Steve Gutenberg. See, oh, that would have made sense. Those guys are kind of in the same age range. But yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize this movie was based off like a French movie or a French sitcom oh, or something. Interesting. And they even say <laughs> that in the in the opening. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger was considered for the role that went to Tom Selleck. <laughs> also, Jack I'm Nicholson. Leading to the baby. Yeah. Anyway, fellas, it's been a wonderful night. I hope you have a great time. We'll see you next time on Movie Toast. Thanks for listening. Bye.